This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From Jordan-Hare Stadium to Auburn Arena. From the Plains to the recruiting trail and all points in between. If it's Auburn, we've got it covered. Did I say War Eagle or War Eagle? That's it? War Eagle. This is the Auburn Undercover Podcast with Brandon Marcello. Hey everybody, I'm Brandon Marcello. We are going to talk recruiting on this podcast with the one and the only Keith Niebuhr of Auburn 24-7. It's a big week. Canned for Auburn recruiting coming up, obviously with the Deep South Soldish rivalry, Georgia coming to town, big visitor weekend. Um, you know, a lot a lot of spots have been filled. We, we already know that with, yeah. with commitments and everything. But, Keith, where does Auburn stand right now heading into the weekend, and and why is this a big weekend? <coughs> well, you've got a, a sickness, and I've got a sickness, so there's probably going to be a lot of mutual coughing here. Uh, but I, uh, so let me apologize to everybody for that. But yeah, it, it's big. I mean, right now Auburn's got 20 commitments, about five spots to fill. They can go up to five. At, at least that's what we're being told at this time. Uh, five more, excuse me. Uh, and uh, top 10 class right now, number nine. You know, in October, Trenton Simpson, the five-star linebacker, decommitted. And you know, Auburn had been on a really good run since about May 1st, Brandon. So that was or June 1st, excuse me. So that was quite a blow. Although if you think about it, as good as he is. At the linebacker position, Auburn's fairly young on the team and already has two other guys committed that are really talented. So if you were going to lose a commitment, you hate to ever lose a five-star, that was probably one place where it would be okay. Um, now, granted, you know Auburn wasn't thrilled about that, but they've responded. The Tigers have responded, picking up a couple commitments last week. One, uh, one. Well, gosh, you know what, Brandon? I'll say a week ago, I, right now, I wouldn't have thought that either one of them would have happened. And the first was Jay Hardy. Uh, four-star defensive end slash tackle. And the second was Brendan Coffey, a three-star offensive tackle from the junior colleges. So Auburn's in a good spot. We can talk about more about those guys in a few minutes going into this game. Uh, I think, Brandon, that in the cycle that the year uh, – how do I say this? The cycle right now, this 2020 recruiting class cycle, the game actually might have a bigger impact for the next class. Now, it wasn't always like that. And follow me here because – you know, when signing day was in February, you still had a few months between this game and national signing day in February. Now, early signing period gets here in a month. And so most classes are already set. So the opinions that are going to be formed this weekend, a lot of them, not all, but a lot of them are going to be for future prospects down the road. You think, oh, well, who cares? I don't want to talk about that. Well, Brandon, you and I both saw the the uh, the photo this week of Derek Brown as a high school kid videoing. Uh, Ricardo Lewis's famous catch against Georgia back in 2013. So it does matter. That's when these kids are starting to formulate these opinions of teams and 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 whatnot. But uh, there is a senior recruit that is going to be there this weekend on an official visit, Jeremiah Pegues. By the way, there's going to be over 100 recruits there, Brandon. A lot of big time big time guys. 
Uh, but one of them, again, Jeremiah Pegues, four-star tight end from Oxford, Mississippi, jumbo athlete. So he can be that three-back guy. He can be everything you really need, tight end, fullback. He can do everything. And so Auburn probably leads for him right now, but publicly he's said Auburn has led for months. And then just in the last week he now says, hey, uh, Alabama, Ole Miss, and Auburn are tied. Now sometimes kids, Brandon, do that to drum up interest. But in this case it's interesting because – you know, Auburn really thought, a lot of people at Auburn thought he might be committed by now to Auburn. And he still has officials coming up to Alabama and then Ole Miss. And by the way, he's from Oxford, Mississippi. Now, his father played for Larry Porter, Auburn's tight ends coach, back at Memphis years ago. Excuse me. I think it might have been Arkansas State. Arkansas State years ago. So there is that connection there. But the fact that it's gone on this long makes you wonder. Uh, but this will be a big weekend for Auburn. He was at a game earlier this year. I believe it was when Auburn played Mississippi State. Had a great time. Now he's coming back. He'll have his family with him. He'll be there for you know a couple days because it's an official visit. Now, Auburn does not like to have a lot of official visits on big weekends like this because they know that the, the focus is on the game. And they want that. They want that to be their focus. They, and they know that if you can't give all your attention to a recruit, um, then, you know, that's not great for recruitment. However, uh, this is the way it was set up for this young man's recruitment who hopes to be signed in, in December. So he wanted to get these last three visits out of the way and, and Auburn obliged and, and talented player, but Brandon, it's big for a lot of reasons. Again, we're talking about a lot of four and five star recruits for the 2021 class will be at the game. Um, and, and yeah, look, Kids are committing earlier and earlier. And so they want to see how Auburn stacks up against, you know, one of the teams that is considered right now one of the elite programs in the country. And, and if you look at it, Georgia only leads the all-time series by, what, three games. And Auburn has beaten Georgia three times this decade. Now, granted, Georgia has owned the series of late, but overall it's very close. They both have two national titles. Georgia has more SEC titles. But they're a lot more similar than dissimilar. And and uh, this is another chance for Auburn to show kids that. that. Look, this Georgia program has gotten unbelievable amounts of media attention the last few years. A lot of it because of the what they've done on the field, deserve it. And a lot of it because of what they've done uh, in recruiting. So this is a big game. This is a, a game we know the Auburn staff and the Auburn players are hungry for. And not only does the Auburn staff want to win the game to propel this season, but they know that a lot of eyes from recruits are going to be watching this game, right? A lot. And it's a, it would be another – well, let's put it this way. If you're an Auburn coach and you can walk into a kid's house that's in Atlanta in December um, and, and say you – know, and you've got the Auburn logo on your shirt and say, yeah, I just beat those guys. I just beat that team that is supposedly so much better than my team and better than my program. And so you need wins like this to show um, that you know, you, you know, the coaches think they're on even footing. Uh, the recent records between the two schools says otherwise. So this is a big chance for Auburn to be able to knock down this big barrier that is Georgia. And uh, look, Auburn recruits more against Georgia than it does against Alabama. Okay. This is a huge game uh, for the impact that it can have on future recruits. Yeah, absolutely. It always is. And that's why every other year now uh, when, well, it's going to change a little bit next year, but with Alabama and Georgia in that, that final month of the season at Auburn has always been a very huge for Auburn, not just because oh, yeah. of uh, on the field, but, you know, off the field recruiting and helping with that. And, you know, that was really cool seeing that photo you mentioned of uh, Derek Brown there on the front row of the recruiting <laughs> section videoing 
uh, Ricardo Lewis and everybody celebrating after that catching that touchdown pass. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, he was a lot skinnier. Uh, you know, yeah, he was. By the way, so were you and me. Um, well, I don't yeah. know. I've, I've always been a big dude. Uh, Derek, <laughs> Derek, Derek Brown gained the muscle to go with the weight there. So, But now um, imagine if you were a kid at that game. And, you know, look, that's just yeah, a small right. piece. It's a piece of the puzzle. It's not going to make somebody rush in. I mean, we all remember just a few weeks later, Rashawn Evans, the five-star recruit, running onto the field with all the Auburn fans after the six win. And then he ended up signing with Alabama. So it's just a piece of the puzzle. But you want to give them as many good impressions as you can. Yeah, I mean, even Derek Brown said, hey, that game didn't sway me, really. But he said, I remember every minute of that night. Mm, And that, that, that sticks with you. Um, yeah, no doubt about it. I, certainly that, that played a part, but it didn't sway him. He said completely. Um, so I want, I want to know about Javion Cohen. Um, yeah. Yeah. you know, he visited Alabama for the LSU game. He, you know, I listen, you, you're the recruiting guy, but you know, I, I just see him on Twitter or, you know, yeah. gives, a little, gives a little pin mark. Hey, I'm in Tuscaloosa. And then he puts up a house later in the night, uh, in Tuscaloosa, <laughs> What's going on with him, and what are you hearing out of Auburn with the offensive line? You know, I, I tell you, he's a talented player, very talented player. Maybe he has the highest upside of any of the offensive linemen committed to, to Auburn right now. But, you know, you're starting to think, and you're looking at the tea leaves, and you're looking at what he's tweeting, and what's the chatter. And then Auburn takes another junior college tackle last week, uh, a, a commit, Brendan Coffey, which, by the way, gives them three junior college tackles committed. That's what this guy plays. Now, you say that, okay, well, what are the chances a freshman tackle is going to be ready to play, really? Uh, usually at Auburn, guys wait their turn, uh, but he thinks he's going to play right away. And Unless you're Lee Zimba. Yeah, he, this guy thinks he's going to play right away. So this is uh, – somebody is messing with somebody's mind, and right now it seems like they're both messing with each other's minds, if, if we're being completely honest here. But yeah, look, yeah. so let's, let's take a look at why Auburn would need – right now Auburn has seven offensive linemen committed. So why so many? Will it be seven on signing day? You know, you got the first signing day, second signing day. So let's just say when the class is complete, will there be seven? Maybe, maybe not. Here's what you're looking at. First of all, why would you need a lot to begin with? Well, obviously, look who you're losing this year. Four starters now. It was five until Nick Brahms replaced Caleb Kim at center. Then you have Austin Troxel. That's what people sometimes forget. Third ACL surgery. God bless that kid. And, you know, will he ever play again? Uh, and if he does, is he going to be the guy, the starter yeah. that they always projected him to be? So that's the a big lot question. Of, that's right. A lot of question marks with him. Jonathan Buskey, maybe the another one of the probably two most talented linemen committed to Auburn in this 2020 class. Well, he was supposed to graduate in December. Now, this is after originally, uh, excuse me, graduate from junior college, I should say, Coffeyville Community College in Kansas. He was an academic redshirt a couple years ago, played last year, played this year. He always thought he would graduate this winter in December and be at Auburn in January. That's not going to happen now, it looks like. Well, now the question is, can he finish in the spring? Can he even you know, be done then? And, and if not, Auburn has to have, I mean, at that point, if your guy doesn't make it, then you're kind of out of luck. I mean, you're, you're up the creek with nothing. You don't have any, anything. So now granted, they've got some other good players, but they need numbers here, especially at tackle, not just on the offensive line. So again, Troxel may never play again. We don't know. Coffee, excuse me, uh, Brett, uh, Jonathan Buskey, Busky, yeah. If he qualifies, he wouldn't be at Auburn until next summer. Then they just took a third junior college offensive tackle last Saturday night, Brendan Coffey. So, you know, you're looking at that and you're saying, all right, I mean, they, they got to fill these, fill, get these numbers. Then all the stuff you're talking about, Cohen keeps visiting Alabama. 
It sounds like Alabama is interested and maybe would even take him. Sounds like they probably would right now. Now, again, I'm, not, I'm getting that from people that don't know. Um, excuse me. I'm not getting that firsthand from sources. I'm getting that from reading things and, you know, other, other hearsay type things. But secondhand information, excuse me. But if Alabama takes him and he's talking up a good bit about Alabama right now, and quite frankly, his school hadn't been that friendly to Auburn, even though it's in Phoenix City. Uh, and I don't, when I say hasn't been that friendly, I don't mean they're being jerks about it. I mean, you look at the kids that have come out of that school, they ain't picking Auburn. Mar- Markel Benton is at Alabama, played a lot of, in the loss to LSU. Justin Ross is at Clemson. EJ Williams, a receiver on the team right now there, is going to Clemson. So, you know, it, you put it all together. And I'm telling you, if signing day was right now, I don't think the guy's in the class. I, he's supposed to be at the game this weekend. And the other Auburn commits, I've sensed, are actually getting a little frustrated, too, because, you know, either you're in or you're not in. And he's a great kid. I mean, look, I mean, he's about as pleasant as you can be. Something just ain't clicking right now between him and Auburn. And, you know, sometimes maybe maybe they just both need to go their separate ways. And my guess is, and I've been wrong before, Brandon, but my guess is unless something changes this week, unless he just falls in love all over again with Auburn, my guess is they won't be together (laughs) <laughs> for too much longer. That's my guess. Now, look, things change. You know, they may, he may, again, they may say, got to have this guy do everything we do to keep him. But, you know, the, here's the question. If you're at Auburn right now, you have to think about all these things. One, is it worth all the trouble? Well, he's really good, and he's got a really good upside, and he's still raw. And he's, uh, I think he's a good student. I mean, look, I mean, there's a lot of positives here. But the negative is, if if you think he's playing games, if you let's put it this way, if you don't think he wants to be at Auburn, at what point do you just say we've got to go our separate ways? Because the longer he's, you're still under the assumption he's going to end it up at Auburn, the more likely you're going to get burned down the road if you don't if if you don't think he's going to go there. You know, you know, I don't know if I'm, I think I'm twisting my words. I'm sick, remember. But my point is, if if Auburn waits and, and is reactive to this. You know, maybe he flips to Bama and then it looks like, you know, you're, you're, you're stuck, you know, caught with your pants down. I don't know what the right word. <laughs> I'm looking for the right phrase here, Brandon. Whereas if you're, if you don't think he's going to be in the class anyway, maybe just kind of go, go your separate ways. So it doesn't look like your, your number one rival just stole one of your top recruits. If that made any sense, I, I hope, but it's, it's a weird situation right now. But again, we'll see what happens when he, when he gets to Auburn this weekend and, you know, he had an okay visit a couple weeks ago. He was there. He had good time with the recruits. But, gosh, then I asked him, you know, what did you have some good time with the coaches? And, you know, I never wrote this, Brandon, because, gosh, I don't want to – I don't – you know, I, sometimes you don't put everything in a story, but he just kind of said no comment. He didn't want to talk about it. And it was my understanding that the Auburn staff gave him a lot of time, a lot of love. So, Brandon, it just doesn't – I mean, look, you're saying you follow it from afar. You know, you're not – you're deep in your own job covering the team. But I think you're onto something, and I think most of our board is too. Um, no need to trash the kid. It just it doesn't seem like it's going to happen again. But let's let's get through this weekend and let's see, and uh, we'll go from there. Now, the good news for Auburn, and you know, it, it wouldn't be a great thing if he's not in the class because, like I said, he's a really good player. But Auburn's real need at tackle is for next year in 2021. If you if you sign somebody uh, next year's offensive tackle class nationally among recruits is pretty good. So maybe Auburn says, you know, it's not the end of the world. There's a lot of good guys out there next year. And then already you've got the three guys this year. Of course, Buskey may not, uh, who knows if he's going to make it. And, 
you've still got the two other guys, but boy, there's a lot going on. And then you also have the grad transfer market, which isn't always ideal, but gosh, it's worked out well for, for, uh, for Auburn. It's actually worked out great for Georgia too, by the way. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, I, I'm not loving the chances of him sticking in the class right now, though. It sounds like you're not either. Well, I mean, just from afar, I, it that doesn't look good. Coffee's commitment kind of came out of nowhere, surprised yeah. some of us. And um, so I, I say this: everybody always wants to know when's the next commitment going to happen. Who's <laughs> it going to be? What are the candidates? What's the timeline looking like? And as I said, I mean, the the, class, the spaces are getting smaller, and this is really yeah. a weekend and and in future weekends a lot dealing with 2021 more than yeah, 2020. You're, so. you're right. Actually, I want to just jump back to, to Cohen for one second. Sure. You, you mentioned the tweets and yeah, like they're not, I mean, look, the kid's friendly. It's not like he's tr- saying all these bad things about Auburn, but there's been a lot of love shown to Alabama. And I, and, and Jason Caldwell, who works with us and I've talked about this and, and we thought, could you imagine if an Alabama commit was doing that with Auburn right now? Oh boy. It, it wouldn't happen. No, it wouldn't happen. So, so why is, you know, I just, you know, I think I know what I would do if I was in charge. And they're tough decisions, and yeah, it's not per, it's not personal. But anyway, who could be next to commit? Well, <laughs> they're coming out of the blue now. I mean, let, let's look where, first of all, where Auburn needs people. Offense, they're set just about everywhere except tight end, okay? Now, the offensive line, we're going to see. I mean, if they lose Cohen, maybe they take another guy. If they don't feel like Busky's going to make it, maybe, they, you know, just, there could be some stuff there. But tight end. Uh, J.J. Pegues, again, who's visiting this weekend, doesn't seem like he's going to make a decision for a few more weeks because, again, he's going to take two more officials after this. <clears throat> That's what he says. Uh, defensive line, you've got some kids that are getting closer to making decisions and maybe the big one to watch. The one the one certainly that Auburn fans are following is a buck linebacker, but obviously that means he's an edge rusher, uh, is Philip Webb, kid out of uh, Sugar Hill Lanier High School, same high school as Derek Brown, Cameron Brown, uh, very good program. And he's supposedly going to visit Auburn this weekend, and then he's going to go to Florida in a couple of weeks. So right now, LSU's got a lot of momentum, Brandon, and why not? I mean, look at them. Look what they're doing. Uh, it's a program that everybody, fans, media, recruits, they've all taken notice. They have a big need on defense. Let's be honest, LSU's defense is really the weakness this year. It's hard to believe we're saying that. But they need guys like him, and he has really kind of gravitated toward that program and defensive coordinator Dave Aranda and head coach Ed Orgeron. <clears throat> so LSU's probably the leader right now with Alabama, I think, next, followed by Auburn. Now, his dad went to Auburn, did not play at Auburn, but dad went to Auburn. I don't think that's much of a factor in terms of his dad swaying him. He lives with his mom, and I think she's more, from what I hear, really likes LSU a lot. Uh, but where it could help him is because he grew up going to Auburn games. He's got that Auburn feeling. He still loves Auburn. So if he makes it th- this weekend, and again, I think he, he told me he was going to be there. He's told other people he's going to be there. You know, How does he react to being in the stands how hard is the pull for him? Can can the love of Auburn, which has been his favorite team since a kid, um, overtake this newfound affection for LSU? And obviously, Bama's still very much in. I don't think Florida as much, although you never know. There, one thing Florida has done is produce a lot of edge rushers. So maybe you don't want to discount anybody, but it feels like it's you know LSU, Alabama, and then Auburn. So we'll see. That's a really big one. He's going to have a decision real soon, like uh, real soon, um, probably. Last week of November, first week of December, I think. That's, it keeps changing, but that's right now. Uh, Zykevious Walker is a guy that Auburn thought was going to be in this weekend. Another big defensive end. And, you know, the problem here is 
uh, he just visited he just visited Auburn a couple weeks ago for an official. Took an official to Alabama last weekend, Brandon, and I think that went fairly well. But really, everybody's chasing Georgia right now. So Auburn had hoped to get him back on campus this weekend, but unfortunately, and and, and we do not want to make light of this. Uh, there was a, a death in his family, and I don't know who, uh, but a death in his family is going to keep him from making it in this weekend. And the question is, will he be back? Well, I, I don't think so because I think he's going to be at Georgia uh, in a few weeks, and then he'll be ready to make a decision, maybe as soon as, you know, even gosh, Thanksgiving, that right around that time. So the timing for Auburn with that is not great. But to be honest with you, it has always felt like everybody was chasing. Uh, Georgia. You know, a lot of young guys are going to be in there this weekend, and that's key too. Jaquincy McKinstry is a guy that is probably going to be their five-star defensive back from the class of 2021, former teammate of Bo Nix at Pinson Valley. Lee Hunter, a five-star defensive tackle from Mobile. Blunt, famous high school. Everybody knows Blunt if you if you follow Auburn. He's supposed to be in. So there's going to be a lot of good talent in there this weekend. And But who's going to be the next to commit is always, always a tricky one. Yeah, maybe Maybe a guy to watch could be Emmanuel Apia, and he is a, a junior college defensive back from Monroe College in New York. Auburn went and saw him play last week, and it's probably going to come down to Auburn and Tennessee. He's going to officially visit Auburn Iron Bowl weekend, Tennessee two weeks later. Um, you know, but again, I think that's going to be one if Auburn pushes Brandon. I think they get him, but they still are evaluating him, even though they saw him. They're always evaluating because you know there's going to be coaching shakeups out there. There's going to be guys decommitting. And you don't want to lock into somebody that if you think a guy's still going to be there in four weeks, what's the rush, right? So Auburn's still kind of exploring all its options in the secondary. Um, it's Gosh, it may be a while before there's another commitment, quite frankly. In fact, Auburn may just be at 1920, you know, on this for this early signing period and then, you know, be back to uh, yeah. something different, you know, that then fill those final spots between December and, and February. And by the way, 20 out of 25 wouldn't be a bad thing. I mean, that's you're in a yeah. pretty good spot there. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you about quarterback yeah. because, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the, the last time I talked to you about quarterback when after Joey Gatewood left the team was that Auburn would probably look at the grad transfer market uh, or, you know, uh, elsewhere in mm -hmm. the spring. Have you heard anything more along those lines yourself? And uh, <laughs> obviously what else is going on there? Yeah, it's hard to know. They, they and, and from what I'm told, they definitely want a second quarterback. And who's it going to be? There's a couple guys to watch that we know of. I mean, right now, Kenny Dillingham is, is working this hard. Okay. He's, he's doing a lot of stuff that we, we don't know what, about it. They, you know, that's kind of one of those things. Now, if you're working on a guy, if he's committed, you don't want other people to know specifically the team that he's committed to. So sometimes that information doesn't get out. But one of the guys they just offered last week is Jacoby Criswell, who is from Arkansas. So he knows about Gus and is very fond of Gus and Gus's offense. And he's committed to North Carolina. Now, North Carolina, I believe, has two quarterbacks in the class. Auburn's got one, so it wouldn't be a big deal if he, you know, if he goes to one. Whatever school he goes to, he's going to be one of two quarterbacks in the class. Both of those programs, by the way, have true freshman starting quarterbacks. So he knows he's probably not going to start for a while if he's ever the starter. I mean, there's always that risk. So similar situations. Uh, right now, North Carolina's selling the future. Uh, and that, um, you know, right now they're recruiting well. There's no question about it, but they're – they're trying to sell the future. And then there's the, uh, the wild card here is, you know, who's Arkansas going to hire? And, and what are they going to do? What's that new coach going to do? Is there going to be some energy around the new coach like there often is, Brandon, as you know? So that's an interesting one to watch. 
I was told this week that Auburn has started communicating with Florida State commit Jeff Sims. Uh, this guy's a really good player, Sandalwood High School down in Jacksonville, Florida. I don't know how far it's gotten yet. I've heard there's going to be some committed players, uh, players committed to other schools at the game Saturday. I don't know if he's going to be one of him. One of them, excuse me, he told me, I want to say two days ago, that he was not going to the game, but things tend to change, you know, if you, school works on you. I don't know how far those conversations have gotten between those two schools, but I know he's really good. Uh, Chandler Morris potentially could be someone to watch. That's an Arkansas decommit. Uh, you know, Chad Morris's son, obviously. He camped at Auburn two years ago. The Tigers offered, uh, I believe, while he was there. Really good player. Not that big. 5'11", 176, I think he told me the other night. But a really good player from Texas. Uh, you know, it's, it's getting late in the game here. You know, it's getting late in the game. People say, well, are there Juco guys out there? Well, gosh, nobody that's probably that great, to be honest, if we're being honest. This is an t- entirely different situation than when Nick Marshall signed with Auburn or committed to Auburn because, you know, right now, uh, that was a yeah, – Auburn. Gus was new. Gus was new, and, and, and there was no early signing period. And with this new early signing period, you just – you get this late in the cycle, and there just aren't guys floating out there now. Uh, again, as coaching changes happen, as coaches get fired, as coaches leave for better jobs or higher paying jobs, people start popping up. Um, could Auburn take a transfer or grad transfer? Absolutely. Now the question, Brandon, as you know, grad transfers want to play. They want to play. You know, but I, I'll tell you, you know, interesting thing. I talked to a uh, somebody at a Pac-12 school the other night that I know that works in the recruiting office out there, and they said they're looking for a second quarterback a guy to just be a backup and they're going to probably look at lower level grad transfers, a guy that was maybe really good at a, at a D two or one double a school that would just love the opportunity to just be on the team at a power five. He's already started. He's done all that, but now he wants to be on a team where you're playing in front of 75,000 and you know, all that stuff. So maybe that's the route Auburn goes, you know, Um, you know, we'll see But they, apparently they absolutely want a, a second guy in the class. It's going to be interesting to watch. Um, anything else we need to be on the lookout for here? Yeah, let's see here. Well, you know, I'll give you one more name, and then i gotta, I got to look it up on my computer, so uh, bear with me here because I can never pronounce his last name. But there is another defensive end, and this is a really intriguing prospect, Princely Umanamilan. And I know that's not even close to being right, by the way. But he's a former Texas commit from Manor, Texas, which, by the way, is within like 45 minutes or 30 minutes of Austin. Texas has had a lot of decommitments lately. I don't really know what's going on. He's one of them. Four-star defensive end, 6'4", 250. Auburn has worked on him hard. Supposedly, he's going to be at the game this weekend. We're waiting on heat final confirmation. He has previously said he would be at this game, but you know he's multiple states away. Things tend to change in our, you know, a lot in recruiting. But uh, we're hearing Auburn, Florida are a couple teams to watch. At one point, people were saying Oklahoma, but... I don't think Auburn sees Oklahoma as a huge threat right now, but uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Auburn a week ago didn't have much on the offensive line. One guy committed. Now they have two, including Jay Hardy, the four-star from Chattanooga. Here's another four-star. If you can get in good position to land him, then all of a sudden your defensive line class, which looked like a big concern just a week and a half ago or a week ago, uh, becomes uh, something that you can really kind of be proud of and, and be confident of moving forward. So that's a guy to watch. Now, if he doesn't make it in this weekend, I don't know what that means because, uh, again, he's supposed to be – I think he's going to be at Florida the day of the Iron Bowl, the day Florida plays Florida State. So I'm not quite sure. I mean, obviously, 
if you could get him in next week, Auburn still plays at home next week too. Uh, but that's somebody else to watch. And, and really, no, I think Auburn's in a good spot right now. I think we've addressed really all the things that you want to know, with one exception at receiver Xavier Capers, the former Arkansas commit, who's now committed to Auburn and has been since the first week of July. He's kind of looking hard at North Carolina. It's the, as somebody put it close to him, it's the shiny new apple on the table. Uh, Phil Longo's the OC there, and he's pre, you know he had that run at, at their stint at Ole Miss, uh, and he's really pushing to Xavier and that they attack the field, uh, attack defenses downfield, and that's what that's what Xavier Capers is uh, one of those guys like a Sammy Coates type guy, uh, 6'3", you know two hundred pounds in that range can go up and get it, but really a big play guy is averaging like twenty seven yards a catch this year in high school, Brandon, which is just insane, and. Uh, but North Carolina, you know, gosh, North Carolina giving Auburn some trouble this cycle. Yeah, who would have ever thought that Auburn would run North Carolina out of out of the gym in the NCAA tournament, but then would lose a five-star recruit, Trenton Simpson, probably to North Carolina. And North Carolina's making it uh, interesting with Xavier and Capers as well. So it's important for Auburn to get him back on campus. And, uh, you know, again, he's, an, he's not an early enrollee, and I think he might not even sign in December. I believe he's saying, he's telling people, He's going to have a final decision the last week of December. Geez, I don't like the sound of that. I mean, you're committed to Auburn. So so that's one that Auburn's concerned about. Well, good stuff, Keith. Fantastic stuff. Much more coverage, recruiting, football, basketball, softball, baseball, equestrian, horseshoes at auburn.247sports.com. I'm not so sure about the horseshoe part, but <laughs> – Thanks, it's gonna Keith. Be, Appreciate gonna it. It's going to be a good week. going to be an exciting week. We'll see. We're gonna, we'll have a lot of coverage, I'll say that. I'll oh, yeah. Sitting outside the stadium in freezing cold weather uh, interviewing teenagers. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, we used to be able to kind of get them in an enclosed area. Now we're out there with the fans. You know, I, Brandon, I don't like to be with the general public. I mean, you know, I mean come <laughs> on. I'm, I'm kind of above all that. No, but it, it, it is a little bit crazy because – it's like uh, they're all leaving like cattle. I mean, they're just they're just charging right by you. So you're trying to get the best interviews you can. But uh, by the way, JJ Pegues, the official visit. I need to point out uh, that'll wrap up Sunday afternoon, late afternoon. So we'll have an update on his official visit probably uh, early Sunday evening. Lots of coverage, guys. Go to auburn.247sports.com. We'll see you down the road. No one has it covered like 24/7 sports. Go Undercover with Auburn Undercover.